Welcome to the Untold Podcast, capturing the culture's imagination through speculative fiction. I'm your host, Nathan James Norman. This is the month of the good snakes. We'll be releasing five individual episodes throughout February. At the end of the month, we'll open voting, and you, the listener, will vote on your favorite stories. So far, we heard Standoff by Reed Benson in episode 71. Later this month, we'll listen to Calculated Risk by Steve Raza, Protector by Laura Van Arendonk Ba, and King's Snake by Jonathan Garner. But our story today was written by Laura L. Zimmerman. Laura L. Zimmerman is a devoted wife and homeschooling mama of three. She's previously made a home in Amish country, Pennsylvania, the heart of Arizona, and currently resides somewhere between the mountains and beaches of North Carolina. You can usually find her voraciously reading anything young adult, fantasy, or sci-fi, which is coincidentally what she also likes to write about. She is passionate about loving Jesus, singing, drinking coffee, and all things Star Wars. You can connect with her through Facebook, over at Twitter at Laura L. Zim, with two M's, Instagram at Laura Zim Author, again two M's, and at her website Caffeinated Fiction at www.lauralzimmerman.com. Check the show notes for the direct links. So without further ado, The Untold Podcast presents Serpent Quest by Laura L. Zimmerman. How much longer we gotta walk? Just at the end of this alley. Tucker tripped over a stray tin can, but fought to find his balance before Benny saw. I still don't see why we're going to see these guys. Benny twisted his mouth like he smelled something rotten, which they both did, considering how much garbage they'd stumbled past. Tucker resisted rolling his eyes. Benny was a full year younger than him, only ten. He sometimes still acted a whole lot like a baby. I told you, I gotta go. I don't got a choice. Yeah, but the snakes. Those guys are bad news, Tuck. I mean, don't you remember that store they put under? Some sort of shoe repair shop, right? Those folks had been around for years. Benny ducked below a slab of cardboard that hung from the back of a shop window, script scraping as it swung in the breeze. They was a family-owned joint. The little guys my parents are always saying need to stay in business to keep the big ones from becoming narpolis or whatever. He shoved his hands as far down into his pockets as they'd go. Tucker hefted his almost empty backpack higher onto his shoulders and pressed on. Yeah, and they were also drug runners, Ben. Big time. For our little town, anyway. I mean, my daddy says the snakes sort of did us all a favor. Know what I mean? His friend shrugged. I don't know. Still seems pretty risky coming all the way out here, when you don't even know if they'll help or not. Benny stopped dead in his tracks. I'm tired. How much more are we going? Tucker slumped his shoulders and turned around with more effort than it took to clean the upstairs bathroom. He gritted his teeth and put his hands on his hips. We are almost... Glass shattered from around the corner, the yipe of a dog coming from the same direction. Tucker whipped his head around so fast he almost swallowed his strawberry bubblegum. Wait a minute, he whispered. We are here, Benny. We made it. He pointed to a weird-looking sign spray-painted above a door that tilted sideways, paint faded and peeling. The picture showed a squiggly line that wrapped around itself twice and had two bright red dots smack in the middle. The mysterious dog uttered another whine, sending tingles along the back of Tucker's neck. That's their sign, Ben. The snake's gang sign. Ben audibly gulped, his eyes about to bug out of his head. 
A soda can crunched under Tucker's foot as he stepped forward to knock on the door. But he never made it. Can I help you? A voice said from the shadows to the left. Both boys spun around. The figure wasn't visible in the dim light, but it was clear that there were three or four others right behind him, all just as large with odd-shaped heads. Y yeah sir Tucker cleared his throat. <clears throat> I mean, I need your help. My, my family does, sir. He squeezed his hands tight and tried not to lose his lunch. What seems to be the problem? The man's voice was higher pitched than the boy would have guessed for a gang member. Well, see, my, my grandma's gonna lose her house. Tucker swallowed. She's lived there since she were a little girl, see, but she, she, she's gonna lose it all, all cause someone did something wrong in that office where she sent the payments for her house. They made it look like she was late, but she weren't. And now that she's refusing to pay that big fee, they want to take her house away, but it weren't her fault, sir, promise. Somebody's gotta help my grandma, she's old and... A strange noise came from one of the men, sort of like when Tucker's mom put her kettle on the stove and the whistle was just about to go off. Benny dared to step closer to Tucker. I'm not sure they're going to help, he whispered. Silence, the man erupted. The boys froze. I never said we wouldn't help. In fact, this is precisely the kind of thing we want to do. To help others in need to fight the decaying roots of corruption. As the man spoke, he moved into the small amount of light the alley afforded. Tucker squelched the scream that threatened to rip its way out. A loud thwap echoed in the alley as Benny passed out cold beside him. See, the leader said, we can be pretty persuasive when we want to be. We're the good guys, good snakes. The question is, are you sure you want our help? Tucker didn't want to stare, but his eyes were glued on the sight before him. It wasn't a man he faced, but a snake. A real, live, flesh-and-scale snake. Or the head of one, at least. The rest of the figure was a man's body, complete with muscly arms and broad shoulders beneath dirty jeans and a flannel. But those eyes... Thin, black slits inside a sea of yellow made Tucker shiver and perspire all at the same time. He'd just enlisted the help of actual snakes. Tucker pulled in a long breath as he made his decision. <sighs> You're exactly the kind of help I need. When can you start? was our story. I hope you liked it. Please check back for the next installment in our contest, and be sure to check out reviews by Peter over at christianfictionreviewguru.blogspot.com. And remember that this podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at christiangeekcentral.com. Please remember to join our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, blog about us, leave us a nice review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us, support us on Patreon, and tell your friends. 
The Untold Podcast has been funded by Jason Brannon, Fred Heimbaugh, Clayton Webb, Jen Finelli, Parker J. Cole, and Nathan and Casey Butler. And I'm Nathan James Norman, reminding you to fight the decaying roots of corruption. <laughs>